You know those cigarette butts that you see every day? They're made of microplastics and they line our streets and waterways. On California beaches, they're the number one plastic you'll find. Over 35 years, cleanups have collected millions combined. But no matter where you see them, they're all getting smaller, eventually leaching into our food, our air, our water. The tobacco industry's to blame for all of the harm that they do. For the harm to the people we love, and the harm to you too. Learn more at undo.org. And welcome to Shortcomings, a Sex in the City podcast brought to you by The Dip, where we shoot the shit about every episode of the original show, the two movies, and now we have the next chapter, and just like that. I am your host, Samantha Bush, and of course, I'm joined by Chris Lewis. Hi, Chris. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I am well. It is yet again 9 a.m. in the morning. Mm-hmm. Been up since 4. Oh, yeah. And again, I just want to say to everyone listening, we appreciate you, but I hope you all appreciate us for what we do to get this to you people. <laughs> we? I should be not, working. We we get it up. We get it up as fast as we can um, for everybody. And yeah, I mean, it is, like Chris said, it's 9 a.m. I'm on my third cup of coffee. I'm feeling it. Barb's in my lap. She's a little snuggle puss. Oh my God, Bonnie, here's something really cute really quick. It's like not Sex and City related, but I just have to share it with you. So I take Ruby to the dog park and we have a dog park friend now. And it's a Stoberman named Hugo and he's so cute. He's a puppy too, but he's gigantic. And And is his owner a cutie? Do we have a meet cute they are? She's, no. Oh. Um, What was that movie with John Cuse? Must Love Dogs. Was uh, that the plot of that that movie? movie. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Love Um, that movie. Love that movie with Diane. Um. Diane Lane? Yes, thank you. I wanted to say Diane Sawyer, but that I wanted didn't... to say Keaton, and I was like, definitely not. I'd love to see John Cusack and Diane Keaton palling oh, around. God, what a what a I love Diane Keaton so much. Couple. Did you see that movie where she was just like in a retirement home playing like basketball? Oh no, she was a cheerleader. Cheerleader, of course. Yes. Yeah, one of the best. One of the best. It's or like book it, club. Book club. I love book club. I okay, so really quick. So this girl has this nickname for Ruby at the dog park, and I have now taken it on because I think it's so cute and so fitting, and she calls her girly pop. Ew. <laughs> I think it's so cute. She's like girly pop. I'm like Well, I call all dogs now and Uber drivers, children, my friends, baby gorgeous. Okay. The impact of Lisa Barlow. The impact she has on just American culture. Did you read that cut article about her and her love of fast food? Absolutely not. That's a step oh too far. Oh my God. It's so funny. All it's right, well, so let's, good. Let's save that for hot off the mess. Yeah. Sorry. We'll can we, over. before we get into it in just like that, can we just talk about our new obsession briefly? Because I think it dovetails into Sex in the City. It absolutely does. You guys, if you aren't fucking watching the sex lives of college girls, you turn this podcast off. Mm-hmm. You boot up whatever app it's found on. Boot up. <laughs> what app is it on? It's on HBO, but HBO boot? Max, the same app you watch and just like that on. Yeah. And you you get your eyes on what I've seen all of. How many episodes are you in? I finished it. <laughs> it is the best fucking thing I've ever seen. I have been basically in a low-grade depression the last like week and a half, crying at everything. 
I said some unkind things to a colleague yesterday. We won't get into that. I have been a just terror just running through this goddamn city. I turned that show on and everything Melts equaled away. out. Mm-hmm. It just melted over me. Mm. Yeah. Well, I was struggling with like something to watch and I, I didn't want to take something heavy on. Like I just, I, I wanted something easy, breezy, light, funny, good, but like comforting, but also like that would keep my attention. And I put on Sex Lives of College Girls because I've heard great things. But I haven't heard enough things, to be honest. I know. Like, I, I need to see more people talking about it. And I think they'll start now that, like, it's January, whatever. That's why I'm tasking all four people who listen to this podcast yes. to listen, tweet about it, tag talk me. I'll share DM. it. DM. Oh, we'll talk about it. Because I want to fucking talk about it. It it's, is the most charming, yes. beautiful show, the cast. Oh, that oh, cast. The actress I, who plays Whitney girls. is the most beautiful creature I've ever laid my eyes on. Like, stunning. Like, I mean, stunning. I'm just, like, Google imaging her and saving images to my phone. I gotta get a folder actually going for her. Yeah. She's a stunner. They're all so fucking They're funny. They're all funny and quick and, and of like, course, good this, actresses. This comes to us from our queen, Mindy Kaling. Of course who you and I it love. does. We love Mindy Kaling. She has not ever put anything out that I haven't loved. Queen of content. And so... So I knew that this was going to be good, but I didn't realize like how much I would actually really like it. And guys, it. it has twists. It has plot twists that you will scream. Like this isn't just a comedy. We're getting like Grey's Anatomy-esque storytelling. Yes. And it's nice because it's like, <sighs> I mean, when you told me Uh-oh. Timothy Shalamagoos. Little Timmy Tim, a.k.a. Two Inches Proud. Yeah. You told me to spit some Sister. Shalamagoos. Is Carlina Guys, she's I a killer. Like, she's more talented than him. Me and Leaf, we go way back. Hell's Kitchen, where sad. First thing she said, it left me dead. They should have held your ass back because you look. I'm like, like where the fuck has she been? Why have I had to look at Timothy? Not that I'm complaining because I love do love Timothy. my Timothy. <laughs> I love him so much. But she's incredible. Also, she looks exactly like him, just with huge boobs. And the, the I biggest, most supple breasts I've ever seen. Breasts. Yeah, like just beautiful boobs. And I'm like, I'm glad that they're getting their due because they this, need the, attention. I, and I believe the Chalamet family to be quite privileged. And all I want to oh, say is, is they deserve more. <laughs> and if they've got a <laughs> cousin, let's more. get them on screen. Yeah, I just. I loved it so much, and I loved, like, the character development that happened. It was just, like... Each character in 10 episodes of the gals, the girlies, has a distinct, beautiful arc. I cried at every single person's arc at one point. Absolutely. And so you and and I were talking about just the power of four women. And the impact of just watching four women. I mean, the whole show, I was like, I love this one. I love this one. Well, I'm more like her. I'm like her. Oh, now I love her. Then I just decided they're all stars. All of them. And then, yeah, we were talking about it. And it's like it started with Sex and City and the Four Girls. And then there was Well, it started with Living Single in the 90s. No, I mean, like, I'm talking on HBO. Oh, okay. Because then I'm talking about, like, there was... Sex and City, and then everyone was like, are you a Samantha, a Charlotte, a Miranda, a Carrie? And then it was Girls by Lena Dunham, which 
problematic. I know she's problematic, but the beginning seasons of that show was literally like triumphant. Oh, I actually think it's a perfect show from beginning to end. She is problematic. The show is amazing. I had never seen people that like I could really relate to because sex on Sex and the City always seemed like very glamorous and the sex on Girls was like very real. Well, Sex on Girls was like a horror show. It was, but that's also real. And then, of course, we have Insecure, which the finale was on Sunday. Let's move on. Yeah. And then now we have this. It's like we get a new generation. I just love to see four women. As I said, I love living single growing up. Girlfriends is a favorite of mine. I binged it over the pandemic. Just there's Do you something know Girlfriends about f- is the reason that the beauty blender was invented? No, I don't know Did what a beauty blender is. A beauty blender is the most popular makeup applicator. It's like a sponge. And it was created by the makeup artist that worked on Girlfriends because she had to like create it was like they were the first show on like eight in HD. It was like something like so that. So they had to create had, basically yeah. this item to well, they did whatever she created was beautiful because those four women on Girlfriends look gorgeous. Stunners. Stunning. That exactly. show is so great. I wanna say it's underrated, but I actually think it's just rated. I think people have come around to recognizing its cultural importance. Um Well, I think with like the your ability to stream anything now that came out in like I'm so Anytime. glad that they, and they dropped it at the right time because it was like, your bitches are going in the house. Here's girlfriends. And I. <laughs> bitches are going in the house. I devoured it. We're made, about like, to go back in the house. Well, bitch, I'm back in. <laughs> I, to be honest, I don't, I don't know think my if life has changed that much. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't think my life has changed that much. I remember when quarantine first started, I was like, I feel like I'm just living my life like I was before. Yeah, just two shut ins. Two shut ins. I mean, I just want everyone to watch the Sex Lives of College Girls. It mm-hmm. is so funny and so funny. smart and And it's light, but it takes on like topics that are heavier. And it's and genuinely moving. I mean I yes. cried. Oh well you cry at everything. That's true. <laughs> Remember when we did the first episode of the revival, we had to take multiple breaks. Well, that's like something you should cry at. I cried at like Etsy commercials recently. It's like just I don't give a oh. fuck. I, you know what really got me is in the beginning of the pandemic, like the Google commercials. Yeah, those were, those, those were tough. Those were fine. Okay. So let's get into the revival. Before we get into the episode, I just want to yeah. note that this episode is directed by Jillian Robes Pierre. And to give you guys more homework at home, she directed oh. two movies Obvious Child with Jenny Slate um, and then Landline, which actually also stars Jenny Slate, but in a more supporting role. And they're both amazing. I'm sure they're available to stream somewhere. I don't know. But you should really go and watch them. Um, they both take place in New York City. Obvious Child, more in Brooklyn. Landline, more in Manhattan in the 90s. It has very big This Is My Life energy, the Nora Ephron movie. And I love Jillian Robespierre. I got the chance to have dinner with her once and just pick her brain. And it was really interesting. Okay, and flex. this episode we finally got a good director in there. And guys, I gotta say, we have a great episode. A great episode. It's a killer, this episode. I thought it was the best one since the premiere. Should we get into it? Absolutely. All right. I want to start with Shar Shar. Okay. I have to, can I say something? Sure. Charlotte, I think, is my favorite character so far in the revival. Well, then you and I are on an island of one <laughs> because I think I'm seeing from most people like she's so fucking annoying. I hate her. 
I think she's like being a really good friend. I think she's trying to figure out like how to parent in this in her situation. Like I'm enjoying it. I, you know, I mean, I'm never going to say anything bad about Kristen Davis. I think she's an incredibly talented actress, beautiful to look at. Yeah. And the only problem I had, I think, up to this point is, is that her storyline was fairly internal. Yes. There weren't a lot of choices Charlotte was making. And there aren't a ton here. I, I mean, she made some choices last episode, but they were pretty chaotic. Yeah. I mean, assaulting that woman who was in that ugly J. Crew sweater. Oh God, that woman! <laughs> she brought it back with the art, the art moment she last did. episode, Which and I think she actually someone, has a beautiful episode. This one. Well, someone on Reddit or yeah, Reddit noticed that you were on the Reddit? apartment uh, that they filmed LTW's apartment is the same apartment in Succession. Which it's Rava Roy's apartment, and frankly, let's get Rava Roy on and just <gasps> like that. I would love that. Remember like when they crossover? just like commandeered her apartment to like have their petty squabbles? I was like, I get out that. of this woman's fucking apartment. I loved it when they were in the child's bedroom. When they were, yeah. And, <sighs> so I don't bedroom. like Succession, but God, do I miss it every Sunday. Sundays every- just aren't hitting like they're supposed to anymore. Yeah. Not until we get another mayor of East Town. Which <sighs> are we getting? Hmm? Are we getting a second season or no? No, I don't think we're getting a second season okay. there. That's probably for the best. Keep it, keep it. Although, you know, I wanted her to go like to West Town. I also <laughs> wanted her to go to Monterey, mayor of Monterey, and just get to <gasps> looking at what's going on in Big Little Lies. Oh. I wanted, so I think there could be a mayor cinematic universe where we just put her on the road. Yeah, a new MCU. Yeah. Mayor, mayor cinematic universe. Love it. Yeah. Now, what were we talking about? Charlotte. <laughs> okay. So Charlotte. So Charlotte's having a virtual parents' conference planning. She has an a event. ring light. Hmm. She has a ring light. She has a I ring love. light, a mobile ring light. I don't have a fucking ring light right now. Ooh, <laughs> Looking janky sure. as hell. Oh, I took a photo. Let him <laughs> look at that. Stuff. So they're having this conference planning, I think the same trip that we saw them talking about previously, or another one. And one of the parents mentions a great performance in a recent play by Rock. And LTW really comes to Charlotte's defense here. She closes the call immediately when she recognizes what's going on Mm -hmm. and gives her a call and lets Charlotte know that Rose, as we have known her, is now identifying as Rock. And I really love the burgeoning friendship between LTW and Charlotte. The only flaw, I think, in this episode is that I wanted, I was like, I need more LTW. And where's Dr. Nia Wallace? Yeah. Get me where where are they immediately? I need them. What did you think of the reveal of Rock? I felt bad for Charlotte because you could tell that she was so embarrassed, and like that would be so hard to know that like your kid is changing their identity and you don't know about it, <laughs> and everyone else does. And that when you go die. and like talk to your kid, she's just like, yeah, I put it up on TikTok, which was. I would cuss her life out. So or their life out. I would be like, what the fuck? Like, and I think that they handled it in a nice way, but in a realistic way, like where they're like, we'll support you. We just like want to know what's going on. Like they don't want to be the last to know. Well, I think that's where Charlotte is. And Harry, I think is just like more just like hurt that. He, I mean, at the parent-teacher conference, I got a little emotional when he was walking down the hallway. So we just have to accept this now? This is done. They made the call. I don't even know if I buy it. Rose is a show-off. A big hand could just be for attention. Or to bug us. 
practically gave us the finger of 3D ultrasound. <laughs> Hearing people who aren't you talk about your kid to you, it's the most humbling experience I've ever had as a father. You're a wonderful father. I think that is a great moment, but to just kind of go back, if you notice, like, Charlotte has to drive the conversation when she goes in. Harry's more asking questions as if he's completely catching up. Mm -hmm. Which made me wonder, has Charlotte not shared with him the whole, like, that Rock has told her? She probably hasn't. (laughs) So Harry seems just blindsided. Yeah. And I think that, I thought the parent-teacher conference was wonderful. I I hope that all of those resources are available to kids around the country, but I imagine that most of those resources are because they're at a elite private school in Manhattan. Yeah. However, I thought that those teachers were so kind and lovely and accepting. And what I thought mm-hmm. was really important is, is that they talked about taking their cues from the child mm-hmm. and that they acted primarily as advocates for the child, which I think is a maybe as a more modern way of teaching. Like, I don't remember, like, if I was in trouble, like, ever hearing from a teacher or a guidance counselor, like, oh, we're on your side. It was like, no, I think Never. you were aligned with my parent. And, like... Yeah, I think they were just like, get out of my face with this issue. And this was, like, I thought so nurturing and beautiful that they were making yeah. sure to, you know, correct Charlotte and Harry when they were mislabeling Rock. And I just thought that scene was really beautiful. And I completely agree that the scene between Charlotte and Harry as they're walking out of the school is, was a top, top scene for me in the episode and the revival so far. And Harry just being like, I feel like this is the worst I've ever felt as a, as a dad, you know, like being the last to know, being like so caught off guard, just like he felt so... Like, he wasn't there for his child, and that makes me so sad. And then what you and I talk about a lot is this protection that the writers of Sex and City and everything that comes with it, are they're really protective of Charlotte and Harry and their relationship. Like, they never really waver. Like, they're good with each other. And what I appreciate about this choice is is that for, I think, where Harry is struggling is with, like, what even is all of this? Like, yeah. what is this language? What are we doing here? I think if, and you can see this with Charlotte, and certainly I think later in her scene with Carrie, she just wants to make sure she's doing the right thing, which I appreciate. I love that Charlotte is always driven by, I'll accept you. I just need to make sure that I'm doing the right thing. What are the rules mm-hmm. of parenting a different kind of child? I thought I was supposed to be doing one thing. And now I've moved into this new lane and I just have to make sure I'm doing it perfectly, which, um, you know, as LTW said to her in the last episode, good luck with that. Right. Um, But I appreciate that they're giving the problem with the situation to Harry and Charlotte is walking him through it to get to where she is. And then they will have to get to the next step of just doing what's right, which is really just being there and listening. Yeah. And I just thought it was a really beautiful, nuanced, small part of this overall lovely episode. I agree. It was just nice. And it was nice that, like, because you like you said earlier, that Charlotte has been so internal that now we're seeing it, like, play out. And there's actually things going on that we can, like, see and grab onto. Because before it was, like, we have to pick up on her at Che's 
comedy show. And yeah. like it was different. Um before we move on to like the next beat with Charlotte, I do just want to say one thing that um upsets me a little. Oh, okay. And not that I want more with the kids, but it does seem that by telling this story with Rock, they've just like Lily's got nothing going on. Like Lily's just I'm just doing my homework with the dog. It's like Yeah. I don't I, think Lily's got I, much going on. I was on. really looking forward to and it's because right, we've just known Lily longer. Uh-huh. Getting to spend some time with her. Yeah. And getting to understand where she is. And hopefully, right, um, if we get an end just like that season two, which I think we're barreling towards, because apparently this was the most watched thing on HBO Max ever, including <laughs> their content that is from HBO. I love that. Which means it I which I think means it was it is more watched than succession. Whoa. That means it's like, okay, cue it up. If they want to do a season two, it will be available to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hope that if in a season two we get more of an in-depth Lily storyline. Someone did message me, and forgive me, I don't have their name, that basically they played with the kids' ages, so Lily isn't the right age that she should be from when we met her. And so it makes her young enough that she would still be in the household if there was a season two. Oh, And then maybe that could be a story about, like, her Charlotte preparing for her to go to college. Yeah. And I like the actress who plays Lily. She's adorable. She was funny in the first episode. I would just like to see more of her. Um, I love that there's this supportive sisterhood between Lily and Rock. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd love to see just a scene of those two gals in, like, the kitchen talking about, like, ooh, dad's annoying. Yeah, well. It's like, there he goes again on his roller also, skates. Also, it's, nice, it's a nice departure from Brady. Who's <sighs> hell? Look, I would take a million Rocks and Lilies over... Oh, no. <laughs> oh, and you know what I just realized? And what? obviously the writers planned this. Rock is like still like a fl- it's it, it's around flowers that their names are Lily and Rose originally. Like a rock would be in a field with flowers. Oh. Like I wonder if that it's is still something still like naturey. Yeah, that there is still a nature aspect. Because I was to wondering. It. I was like, where did they come up with this name? I, like it I, felt I'm, so I, like I, I could have pulled that out of my ass, so <laughs> I mean, it's got the first two letters of Rose. <laughs> right. But I was just like, oh, okay. Yeah. I, like, even I was confused. And then, of course, like, as the conversation on the Zoom was going on, I was like, oh. Oh, I did not get it literally till LTW called. I was like, who the fuck is Rock? Like, <laughs> yeah, they were like, Rock did great. And they were all clapping. And I was like, what's going on right now? I was like, does Charlotte just not know one of um, Doc, uh, LTW's kids' names? Yeah, I was like, that's what I thought. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. I thought it was like her son because he did so terrible at the piano. Yeah, I was like, that, I thought, that rock again. <laughs> I know. But one thing um, before we move on to Miranda and Carrie, I do like that it does seem in this episode that Carrie and Charlotte's rift has been put to peace, at least for now, or at least it's paused. And as you said earlier, Charlotte is like the best friend. She's the one you want. Her Excel spreadsheet of, like, who is taking care of Carrie. I would die if my friends did that for me. I mean, I would do that for you. I love I feel a spreadsheet. Like, no, no, no. That, you just took the words out of my mouth. You are such a shar-shar that you would do that. Like, Chris is the friend that, like, would drop anything. And I love a spreadsheet. And I would absolutely be like, okay. Oh, you love I would a have, you I love would, There would be Google. There would be, like, Google Calendar invites. Yeah. <laughs> The person would be the person who needs help would be copied on all the invites. You don't yep. need to reply, but you're on them. I'd be calling like you have not accepted your two hour window in which you're <laughs> supposed to be there, and you'd better be traveling. <laughs> no, literally, you. That's so you. And then, oh my god, 
Can we talk about Anthony? Yeah. I'm loving this idea that, like, they're acknowledging that he's, one, never been there with just the three girls. And then, two, that he, like, still wants to be included because Stanford has left him to go to Japan for a TikTok. I would love if they had actually had, like, a little scene where they – where they said that the where the three girls said we're auditioning him. Oh yeah. Like let, let, and then let's circle some other people in here. <laughs> yeah, let's rotate. Yeah. Let's see. Um if we just made the idea of filling the fourth role even more like explicit to the audience. Right. Like, right, that is what we're doing. hundred percent. So like let's just people. say let's just put it out there. But I think Anthony is so cute and I, I just love Mario Cantone's performance. His little She's Betty so Davis. Funny impersonation was making me laugh. I'm not an old lady. I have a congenital hip defect. But you are having hip surgery, so it's kind of an old thing. Yeah, hip is an adjective is young, but hip is a noun is kind of old. If we're being honest, using hip as an adjective is knock, knock, knocking on the nurse and home door, too. I am no longer paying for lunch. Come on. We are thrilled that you found an archaeologist to saw your old carcass open and try to put those sanded down fossils inside you back together. Anthony, what? She laughed. I like the fact that he retained himself in the scene there. Like, they didn't try to just make him someone who's going to ask questions. Mm-hmm. He actually be- he brought his kind of sassy bitchery Opinions to the scene. And, like he was yeah. really rude to Carrie in a way that I was like, good, somebody eat her ass up. I'm tired of her. Yeah. Seema and Anthony just eat Carrie up all day long. Oh my I God. I can't wait to get to more about Seema. I was oh, loving her in this one. I love her. But the one thing I did want to note also is, is that I found it very interesting that for, I'm sure a myriad of reasons Charlotte chooses to share more with Carrie about what's going on with Rock than with Miranda, who is also a parent. Yeah. And she listens. Carrie, I thought beautifully in the scene, goes a bit into a bit more of a pun than I would have liked. With Always. <laughs> but, she's always, you know. She's always got to hit us with some sort of pun. She can't change who she is at the end of the day. No. Um, but I just thought... It's interesting that I'm not 100% sure that Miranda and Charlotte have walked a kind of motherhood journey together. It seems like parallel tracks where they were both parents, but were they really parenting in a way that was like supportive of one another and aware of each other's struggles other than the one scene in the second movie, right? Even when Charlotte is carrying Carrie to the bathroom and talking about how you should be able to like lift your child's weight. (laughs) Miranda yeah. looks at her like, the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Like, they live on... They, they just live on different planets different in terms of parenting. Yeah. And that's a nice segue into Miranda's storyline. And I know we did this last week, but we gotta... I wanna go in on Louisa and Brady again. The fuck is going on with them? Chris? To have I tube socks and st- strawberry-flavored Lou? Her. I hate her. Louisa? She is a disrespectful little brat. Also, and why I, couldn't that have been Brady who came downstairs? Was he just not on the call? He sheet? was probably naked. But like, just is, where's the actor? Why is he was? Why is they're Louisa probably like there? I hate you and I don't want to see you any more than I have to. I, well, okay, with He's last still week grounded with her from calling like, his mom a bitch. Well, <laughs> so with her being rude, calling Miranda old. 
Telling her she smelled like fucking pot. Yeah, and then being like, what does alternative mean? I'm like, you're talking to an almost six-year-old woman. Like, cut her some fucking You're also talking to slack. a woman who's allowing you to live in her house. And fuck in her house. Get out. Fuck her son in her house and loudly. It's not like they're being very quiet. No, can I ask a question? Ugh, what? I hate maybe stuff. I should know this. Why would you want lube to be flavored? Um, I don't know. It just doesn't make much sense to me. It doesn't seem like something you should put in your mouth. I don't know, but there are so many flavors, isn't there? I I was, this is the first time I'm hearing of it. Do people put lube on to like suck a dick? No, why would you? That doesn't make any sense. Well, that's what I'm asking. Or do you like. I guess if you had a very dry mouth, but then just like get some water or something. Yeah, like get that checked out. Go to your local dentist. But maybe like, okay, you put it on his dick. Uh huh. But it, and then again, he it walks you, and then does he eat you out? And then, like, maybe you're blowing him later, and he just has like a hint of strawberry, like, fl- taste. I'm disgusted. I don't know. I don't know the inner workings. But also, I strawberry also flavored question. things never taste like actual strawberries. This is disgusting. Well, so, Brandon also, had what to a, make it known that it was artificial. <laughs> what a bad flavor to even pick. These kids. Well, I mean, also. Also, just go down the, to your local store and get that. Condescension, really quickly. The okay. condescending fucking tone with Louisa when she's like, oh, you got a lot of Amazon packages. I was like, are we able to lecture Miranda on ordering from Amazon? And then when this fucking little bitch took the socks and the loop, I was like, oh, so you ordered this. You and your man. Ladies and gay men at home, don't sleep with men who wear tube socks. It feels like a Steve quality. If your man is buying white tube socks in bulk off of Amazon, fire him immediately. Fire him. Dump him. It's a trend right now for to wear high socks like that. White, like athletic tube socks? Yes. They're called sock boys. I've dated a sock boy. I liked it. It looked kind of hot and like no. athletic. I'm, this is hopefully not but steeped Brady's over into- But Brady's not hot or athletic. <laughs> ride me cowboy. This ride is not steeped cowboy. over into like gay culture yet. And if it has, I'm glad I haven't seen it. I mean, I'm on just a break from men until 2022 anyway. That's literally two days from now. I mean, I've been on the break for weeks. Have you? Have I? No. Because I remember I <laughs> no, I have. gave you a James Kennedy video and you told the man to leave. Oh, well, no, that Yeah, that was count. last week. That, that, last that week. didn't really count. And we don't need to talk about that because he <laughs> listens to this podcast. We don't need to cut that out, but because I don't really give a fuck. Shout out to him. Shout out. Um, thank you for listening. Yeah. What exactly are microplastics? They're small, man-made. They're less than five millimeters long and they're around you every day. Microplastics are toxic. They cunningly seep into water, the air, and the things we eat. By contaminating our food chain, they make their way to you. Through vegetables at the supermarket, and yes, through fruit too. They're literally everywhere. That's the problem at hand. Every cigarette butt you see on the ground contains 15,000 strands. Learn more at undo.org. So Brady and Louisa are trash. Disgusting. And then Miranda gets this book. Which is Quit Like a Woman by Holly Whitaker. I know a few people who've actually read this book. Um, it One of whom did get sober, and two of whom I think it just helped them change their relationship to drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, so apparently it's a very impactful, beautiful book. And she automatically believes that Charlotte sent it to her. But then 
They're at the hospital with Carrie, and Che Diaz comes. Now, I've never seen Miranda act like this. Really? Miranda's like Rambo. So she's so like <laughs> she's so uptight and like kooky, but that's that's who she is. And I think so many people, not us, because we're really well versed in the Second City universe, they're like forgetting that these are how these women have always acted. Like That's true. Miranda has always been a neurotic mess. Remember when she got really, really drunk on the date with the hot guy? She had braces. I was gonna say it was giving me vibes of like needing to her performance when she got on yes. the phone. Yeah, of that very scene. Yeah, like it just she's always been kind of awkward and like funny. And of course, Cynthia Nixon is just like an incredible actress. But so seeing her refer herself as Rambo, why why does she why does Che call her that? I missed it. Um, in the scene, do you remember when they first meet and Che is smoking up Brady at the funeral and Miranda yes. like yells at Che? Oh, okay, I think it's okay. a reference to like, oh, you're a tough bitch like Rambo. But first of all, Got it. and I love Che Diaz, but they need to up their references because who the fuck is talking about Rambo? Che Diaz, baby. I mean, we love Che Diaz, but and by the way, I also love that Che Diaz refers to themselves as Che Diaz constantly. It's Che Diaz. I mean, I'm obsessed, obsessed. I, I mean, we'll get to it. But. I loved the scene of them sitting and eating at the at the <gasps> hospital. I hospital. thought that was a really nice scene and a way of, and obviously, where it goes, we can think of this as their first date, but. Having not known when you first watched the episode, there is a certain energy missing from in just like that that is so inherent to the original Sex in the City, which is watching the women date and have sex. And that is just not in and just like that to this point. So mm-hmm. this is the first scene where that had the energy of the multitude of first dates, good, bad, in the middle, we've seen in the original series. Yeah. And that we really haven't seen since the original series because again to my to the huge detriment I think of the first movie, Carrie never dates within the first year of the jilting. Like she and no. Bigger away from one another for a full year, and not only does she not date, it's never even mentioned as a possibility, no. which I think is a real flaw in the series in the first mm-hmm. movie. It's the only thing that I would say I dislike in the first movie is that no one even says like, "Hey, want to go out with this guy?" Yeah, because I think that they just know that. So we haven't really seen a date. I guess you could argue that Aiden Carey thing in Abu Dhabi, but the less said about that, the better. Yeah, we don't need to get into that. But I, I just loved this, the sharing of information, Che talking about what it was like before they became their more authentic self. Mm-hmm. Um, we when learned what their dead name was, Cheryl, some more about their relationship to their family. Miranda shares a bit about her own reawakening. But mm-hmm. I do think it's very telling that she stops short at work. Yeah. So at this point, we're not even 100% sure that Che Diaz is aware Miranda is married. Right. Unless Miranda wears a wedding ring, which I'm sure she does. But I. She does. I noticed it at her, at Carrie's apartment, but it's just like a gold band. It doesn't like, you know what I mean? And also, as I have said many too many times to friends, like, I don't look at men's hands before, like, I have sex with them or make out with them. Like, I could have fucked many married men and they had their wedding rings on. Also, you probably fucked married men and they had their wedding rings off. It's very easy to... He wouldn't have even needed to take it off because I would never have looked at it. (laughs) (laughs) Just would never notice that. It's Men of the world. Get and slide into my DMs. If you're a married man (laughs) looking for a 33-year-old gay man still carrying some COVID weight, 
oh, you don't want to get into COVID get with me. me. Had a moment in my aunt's bathroom over Christmas. It was a little jarring. <laughs> Let's move on. Yeah, moving on. I thought it was cute, though, because, like, Miranda, like, had the fry or something, and it was spicy, and then it was, like, this, like, little – I was really giddy watching them interact. Because, I was, like, like, on the edge of it my was seat, like, and I know yeah, some people – Yeah, it was, people, like, flirty. yeah. I've read online that some people aren't into the chemistry between Che and Miranda. I'm not actually into the the chemistry between Che and Carrie. Oh, there is none. Like as just like friends, and which is why I like that they're more they're in a colleagues. Prof- I like that friends. they're more in a professional space. Yes, because at least it makes it okay that they don't have natural chemistry. Right. I think Sada Ramirez and Cynthia Nixon. Are like hot on screen. Hot. So let's get into it. Let's talk about it. I've been so excited. I texted you when I was watching and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, I'm sweating. I was so, because like you said, we haven't had a moment like this with these women in such a long time, it feels like. Che Diaz comes over with tequila and podcast recording things and whatever and fuck it, who cares? They're in the kitchen drinking tequila Chatting it up, Che's about to leave, and Miranda asks her to do, what is that called that she wants her to do? I was going to say blower, but that's not what it's called. <laughs> Snowblower? Oh no, it's not snowblow. It's, um... Shotzi? Huff? Huffing? Basically, she wants her to pour some marijuana smoke, smoke into her mouth. <laughs> Guys, we don't do drugs on this podcast. I'm like, <laughs> what's the word? <laughs> I know. I haven't gotten high in years. <laughs> I mean... And also just do edibles. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Like, who smokes blunts? My neighbors. Che Diaz, a queen, a king, a ruler. A a ruler. Um, What did you think of how Che maneuvers from blowing marijuana smoke into her mouth into a kiss on the neck into full on sex? Full on fingering in the kitchen. It's a sex scene. They're fucking. I was sweating. I was like, oh my God. First of all, Che is so attractive. Like, very into that energy. Remember when Sada Ramirez was exiled on Grey's Anatomy having to fuck George O'Malley? Dark times for us all. Dark times, but now we're back. They are getting their due. And... I mean, it was so hot because it was like also it was like the buildup. It was like them touching the same towel. And then it was like this. It was incredibly like, well directed. The way Jillian Robespierre found ways of um shooting them from different angles in that kitchen and really just from one vantage point. Now, yeah. before we get into what happens next, I just want to talk about the sex because as you just said, it is hot. Hot. And I think in some ways it might be the only hot sex scene in the history of Sex in the City. Because the rest of them, and as Michael Patrick King has said, aren't the sex in Sex in the City has never been meant to be sexy. It is meant to be funny. Like he's often argued that like if you masturbate to the show, you're crazy because like the sex is often uncomfortable or yeah. just comic. It's not like it's not ever hot. I can really think of a few it's hot moments hot. on the show. But it's not sex. And it's not sex ever. Right. It's like when Samantha's with Richard Wright by the pool. I think that scene's really hot. And of course, when Carrie makes out with Petrotsky. 
Oh, the banana. And I do think the closest it gets to kind of hot sex, and this isn't even like you don't really see it explicitly, is when Carrie is imagining the affair with Big on her way home. I know. And it's just flashes to it. To like her abs. Yeah. Yeah. But even then, it's right. You're not seeing in a prolonged. There's also something about how long the scene is and how I felt. I felt you're like really it in it with them. It's not quick, funny. It's like, can I do this? Turning her around, the heaving. But then the camera cuts to Carrie Bradshaw in bed, waking up, having to pee, hearing the moaning. To Watching hold it? those two things. That to be true, in what I think is a 200-foot apartment. To wake up from a medically... (laughs) (laughs) A medically-induced coma. Induced coma. Having to pee, helpless, and watching your married, who you think is married to Steve... No, it was one thing to hear it. This was beautifully staged. Okay, it was one thing to hear it, but to see it through that mirror. And I know I've called for this apartment to be basically thrown away, We can never leave this apartment because this apartment has angles. The fact that we got that mirror that looks into the kitchen, that Miranda, when she's trying to cool down, goes into the bathroom, which looks directly into Carrie's bedroom. I was like, wow, just circuit. I was like, let's get a 360 pan of this apartment. And it was so perfect the way it all was like played out because it was, like you said, it felt like it took forever. Like it felt like this scene was like the longest scene in history because it was like hot and passionate but stressful. Well, because they also bleed directly into one another, right? We go right. from hot to so, carry right into little, the fight. I have I have a note. Miranda's orgasm is out of control. It is so loud and like insane. And when she covers her mouth She hasn't come in years. I know, but I or, was like, let me rephrase that. She, she hasn't come from tension from other people. I was literally like, that is, God bless. Well, she Miranda said, be quiet when she came in. Carrie's in a medically induced coma. We can't wake her but up. We're not quiet. And poor Carrie, trying to pee in a Snapple bottle. Now, she didn't take the straw out. She by did. The way, and I, no, she did. She, she pulled it out and then she, like, she uh, blows it oh, out of her it. mouth. It's like yeah. a very nice Sarah Jessica Parker acting moment. And I thought SJP did great just uh, physical work in terms of like not being able to move. I'm not sure I would be able to act that inability to move ever. No, it was amazing. It's so good. A shout out to the Every Outfit on Sex in the City for catching that Carrie's a Snapple girl. That we see her drinking Snapple throughout the series, which it, it is kind of perfectly Carrie. Like, LOLs. She had a Snapple in, like, 94 and has never stopped. I Like, who the fuck me, drinks Snapple? Me. Disgusting. I love a Diet Peach Snapple. When she said Diet Peach Snapple, I was like, I don't even know I where you her. see it anymore other than, like, small, oh, like, everywhere. stores. Everywhere. Are they the one? No, that's Nantucket nectar. That'll just give you a little fact under Nantucket there. Nantucket is disgusting. Is it, or is it Snapple that has the little facts? It's Snapple. Okay, and I think Nantucket nectar has little facts about Nantucket. Ugh, It'll be so like, dumb. there are 17 cows in Nantucket. But Shay like, was like, DM me if you want to do this again. I was like, DM me? It's like, bitch, you just fingered me in my best friend's kitchen. Can I have your phone number? Which maybe Che is like, now maybe Che has a partner and is And Miranda not- is just like riding this high. She's Until like- she goes and sits on the toilet to pee, which I love that callback. Oh. 
And I just thought this is such great staging. And frankly, I love that we've waited this long to have this kind of circularity to Carrie's apartment in terms of the storytelling. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we know it from her fight with Aiden when she talks about being able to zip out of one window to the other. It's my favorite episode. And then they get into this really epic fight. One of the great Carrie Miranda fights. It's a fight that ends ultimately like with them open like opening up about something and then being okay, which I liked. Um, are they? We don't really see them together again in this episode. Well, the episode like ends. And, um, well, I would not be surprised. I don't know that the epi- that we are at the ending point of this disagreement. Really? It would seem okay. like a huge waste of tension. Yeah. To not have them explore. I think one of the things that makes that whole debacle that goes down in that apartment so great is 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 the fact that we've seen known these characters for so long, but that they've known each other for so long and that they are older. It reminds me in some ways of the Samantha Carey argument where the meanest thing that Carey says isn't like I would never do that. It's more, I don't dress like that anymore. And I don't do that anymore as I've gotten older. These are two people, like, it might be okay and cute to have sex in your friend's apartment at 20. Maybe at 30. Mid-50s, and you're married, and I'm integrated into your married life, and I've known Steve also for 30 years. Yeah. And yes, you're unhappy and I'll be supportive. But I think she says, "You, why haven't you said this before? Right. Carrie was like, I didn't know you were unhappy. I'm unhappy. I'm unhappy. Okay. I'm trapped. I hate my marriage. I hate it. I hate my life. I, I, I hate it. Since when? Since... Forever? No, that's not true. It feels like it is. Why didn't you say something? (sighs) What would I say? That I don't want to be this person anymore? (gasps) That I want to be something more? That this isn't enough? That is exactly what you should say. Well, then I said it. Please, can I change the sheets now? I think you should look into the drinking. I am drinking too much. Yes. We all were in the pandemic, and I guess I just kept going. But I don't have a problem, and I don't need a book from Charlotte. I know me, Carrie. If I really thought I had a problem, I would quit. Instantly. And what about that other activity in the kitchen? I don't know if I want to quit that. I've never felt like that. In my life. And then I like that Carrie was just like, why are you taking shots in the afternoon? Like, when you're supposed to be taking care of me. Like... What the fuck are you doing? I like that she was just like, what are you doing right now? Like, who are you? And by the way, that is a huge reversal, right? In the entirety of the show, we have never seen Carrie say to Miranda, what is going on with you? Uh -uh. That is such a thing Miranda is supposed to say to Carrie. Yeah. It is what makes doing something like and just like that worth it, because this is 20 plus years of storytelling. 
And it took 20 plus years for Miranda to finally make a mistake big enough that Carrie gets to be right. Yeah. And I mean, it was also perfect because like you're in this sex scene. It's like you're sweating. It's like hot. You're just like, oh, my God. And then all of a sudden you're like taken out of it and now you're fighting. And I started crying during this. Oh, yeah. I got emotional. I was, I mean, Cynthia Nixon is doing amazing work. I was crying. I was crying along with her. I thought it was. It was certainly, I think that is the best scene of In Just Like That so far. Brilliantly staged, wonderfully acted by all three of the people in it. And to me, it was just like, oh, instantly iconic, this whole moment. It was so good. It was so good. And just like Miranda just kind of shouting, like, I hate my life. I hate it. I feel trapped. I hate my life. I hate my marriage. Everything. She's like, I hate it all. And, and it's I like, like that Carrie also says, like, then you need to stop drinking. <laughs> like, you need to stop because it's getting out of control. Like, I just had a hip <laughs> surgery. And now piss and is all over my, my bed. Kitchen. I would be pissed. I would be so fucking you pissed. You would be quite literally pissed. You'd have piss everywhere. You'd be pissed as hell. Exactly. And I was just like, it was just such a nice moment because Carrie saw how sad and how upset Miranda really was about her life and just kind of like dialed it back a little bit. But I also think it's important that she doesn't dial it back fully to, I'm just here to take care of you now. You presented your sad self to me and I'll be supportive. It's, I want you to know I want to support you, but also like you're fucking up. And that is kind of the unsaid thing there. Like I'm not a hundred percent sure that we're just bopping in episode six and everything's Mm -hmm. great. Well, the end of the episode is like, I have chills. Well, uh, let's get, well, let's chat yeah. about the wanna... fact that Miranda, to close out Miranda's storyline, she does discover that she ordered the Whitaker book herself while drunk. Yeah. And we see her pouring out all of her booze. No, I actually thought the twist in that storyline was going to be that Carrie bought the book. I did too at the hospital when yeah, they were talking I about thought, it. No, I, I thought like... she was going to tell her of finally at, when she's arguing with that, with her at, the apartment i thought she was gonna say i bought the book not charlotte Mm -hmm. i loved the added twist and then i was like okay well charlotte did it i was not then because i was anticipating so much that it would be carrie i was not anticipating i was like oh you didn't order some that's like when i just like get another adidas tracksuit in the mail i'm like god damn it (laughs) although a lot hers is a lot cheaper yeah, I, I liked that moment. And then you see her pour out all her alcohol because she was making a drink listening to Che's podcast. Certainly daytime. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know when. Now, I do right. think there is like the only thing I did think is, is if we're going this route of Miranda being um queer, you know, queer people like to drink and it's going to be pretty tough for her to come into that silver. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> um, she And she's certainly going to have to be California sober if she's with Che Diaz. Oh, for sure. But do you think as we head into the last four episodes of In Just Like That, and we are looking towards a clear-minded, sober Miranda, what do you think her next decision is? Are we barreling towards the end of the Brady-Hobbs marriage? I think so. Especially because... Do you think Steve's even in another episode? I think so. Is he off to shoot Chicago Hope or whatever? Chicago. <laughs> he's. I think he's on some show called Chicago. Chicago Fire. Yeah, it's definitely not called Chicago. <laughs> what is Chicago Hope? Is that a show? No. It's a medical Chicago, show. I think Chicago Hope is not. a I show. I think it's a. I think it's a medical show about a hospital. No. 
I am pretty sure no, it Chicago is. Chicago Hope is not a show, I promise you. Um, no, I think listeners, we'll see him again. Um, I think he'll probably be devastated, but probably get it. Chicago Hope is a 1994 drama series that ran for six seasons. Thank you very much. Talk about references I'm just... like I'm like Che Diaz. <laughs> Yeah, you were getting on Che for like Rambo. Rambo. Now I'm like Which Chicago is like a very popular. I'm like, have you seen Knott's <laughs> Landing? Oh my god. It's summer and everyone's talking about water. LifeSource water systems reduce hard water problems and remove harsh chemicals that cities add to your Hetch Hetchy water. No filters to change, no salt to add, and no maintenance. LifeSource water gives you delicious water, softer skin and hair, and brighter laundry. For a limited time, LifeSource water will pay your sales tax. Offer ends soon. Call LifeSource water at 888-712-4279 or visit LifeSourceWater.com. That's 888-712-4279. LifeSource water. Taste and feel the difference. Let's get into Carrie. So right off the bat, I want to say I did not love seeing the foyer of Carrie's apartment. It like really upset me. No, I was furious. I was like, why can't we, if we'd maybe seen the hallway outside of her apartment, I might've been okay. I didn't want to see that staircase. It was like, what's happening? It was so much nicer than I've ever imagined it to be. Oh, I thought it was worse. I imagined it to be dimly lit, like dirty walls. Like I, I didn't imagine it to be crown molding and fucking wainscoting. That's like, like I how a lot excited. of like, I mean, she lives in a, a really nice neighborhood of Manhattan. That it makes sense that it would. I, but I was like, this is like, I just didn't want to see it. It was like seeing like your teacher outside of school. It's like I was just your something I never wanted to see without his pants on. I was like, what's and happening? Then to see her hobble up those steps. To watch her grab that umbrella. Now, when we first saw the trailer for this episode, and I realized it was tragically hip, because she's having a hip, like, replacement. (laughs) I was like, guys, these writers do not understand what 50-year-olds are like. I know 50-year-olds who are certainly in better shape than my ass. So I'm like, (laughs) I was, like, really worried. So to see her hobble up, I was like, come on. We're playing Steve like he's 90. (laughs) Like now, Mar- it's like we know they're older now. We don't need it like thrown in our faces. And they're not ninety, <laughs> right? They're not. They're in their fifties. Now, one thing I want, I wish they had situated is is Carrie's old apartment with Big gone. There's a small line that makes it seem like maybe it isn't, but where it's not sure enough. But I did just love seeing Seema enter this kind of hallowed space. It was almost like. Okay, we're watching her and seeing her really enter the show as mm-hmm. she enters Carrie's apartment. And we gotta get LTW over there now. Che Diaz has been there. I don't actually I don't want to see LTW in that apartment. Yeah, we don't need to see. She would be to so imagine disgusted. My beautiful angel LTW walk at those steps is just not something I need to see. I mean, she would look around like Nene Leaks, like, what is this, honey? So we gotta get you a home. <laughs> yeah, like, and maybe that's really what Seema was doing. Like, the fuck is she this? was. She did she like took the a wallpaper. Page. Meanie, like she was like, "What is this, honey?" I did appreciate that the back problem from episode two, where she rubs her, where Miranda rubs her back, where Big used to, is reintroduced here. It's just a bit on the nose. Hip, hip. Is Carrie Bradshaw still hip? Is like this whole show still hip? Right. The whole conversation yeah. with them at with Anthony at lunch 
I was just kind of like, come on, guys. But also, it felt pretty good. It felt good. It felt like... It was like very Sex and City. It felt very. And by the um, way, I loved the scene of Carrie and Miranda at the hospital. I thought it felt very classic Sex and the City, the two of them. The banter finally kind of clicked in in a way that it should have. I should say, I do also believe this is the first episode written by one of the writers of not the original series. This one's written by Samantha Irby. And when you listen to that Writer's Room podcast, one of the episodes with Samantha Irby, she really comes at it as like, oh, I am like a super fan of this show. And it's just interesting that someone who wasn't connected to the original series almost clicked into what made the magic of the first show work in a way that Michael Patrick King and the two other writers from the original series are more interested in pushing us forward, maybe. Yeah. And yet I felt very happy to be anchored in the past. Oh, I was very happy with this episode. Like there's just so many little moments. Like when it made me laugh when Charlotte, I know we're not talking about Charlotte right now, but when Charlotte said, I do, I've been doing burpees and the way that she said it, I cackled, I was giggling. And then, you know, when it felt very like Charlotte in the first movie. Yeah. Like she's like, oh, I've been doing burpees. And then when Carrie was like, oh, I want to diet peach snapple. I was like, we're we're in it. It felt good. It felt good. It felt good. So Carrie has her surgery. Oh well, we should. I should also just say very briefly. Um, Seema is great. She's a queen. I mean, she instantly walks in, takes over Carrie's life, takes her to her cousin, I believe, who is a doctor. Very hot. Um, Vic. I just saw that actor on Broadway in Company. So I instantly clocked him because he has such a beautiful singing voice. Oh. I think his name is Menu Navalny. I believe if I'm getting sorry if I'm getting that wrong. Um gorgeous. The minute he walked on the screen, I was like, Carrie, like get let's I mean let's get this number, I have girl. to say the men that we're getting on this show. We're not getting no It was tweeties. like let's finally get some men. We're not getting no skippers. Let's not get that ugly ass podcast producer. Let's Ugh. get him back behind his glass. Yeah, I I'm so he fucking is tired of no him. one to me anymore. He's dead. But I appreciated, right, just seeing, again, much like the last episode when we saw as many Black people as we've ever seen on Sex and the City ever, I appreciated in this episode we're seeing two Indian people talk, have a relationship with one another, kind of look at Carrie like, you're such a dumb bitch. Like, Seema's like, no, (laughs) these cheap back pads from your bodega, where the guy calls you Caroline, are not going to do it. Which, by the way, to everyone out here saying her name is actually Caroline, it isn't. No, it's just a name he's calling her. Yeah, her and, name is not Caroline. And people are pointing to the Wikipedia again to another dear listener who did quite a bit of research. They're like, it said it on her Wikipedia. Well, this eagle-eyed listener clicked on like who edited it. And they were like, this was edited 24 hours ago and was... <laughs> And was, like, created by someone from, like, the dark web in Russia. It was like, oh. Yeah, like. <laughs> I'm like, guys, her name is not Caroline. No, it's Carrie. And if and even if it is, if Michael Patrick King comes out today and says it is, I'm not taking it as truth. Nope. But I loved her, her, like, get it together. Him, like, yeah, I think my medical license is better than Google, bitch. Yeah, he's, like, the Google algorithm over my medical, like, Although I wasn't sure that's, like, an algorithm on Google. That felt like the writers don't know what an algorithm is. That's just Google results. Same thing. But also, I don't know what an algorithm is, but so I he could be right. But I love that she was right. like, that's my hip. And he was like, yeah, bitch. <laughs> yeah, I know. You have a fucking hip problem. I'm a medical doctor. <laughs> he's like, Carrie, shut the fuck up. Also, why is she wearing heels in a medical? She was in a gown. 
and she was in her heels. I well, was like, it's Carrie Bradshaw. I mean, come on. I know, but like, girl. So Carrie, I love they're taking her back to her apartment, and we finally get an answer as to why that weird bread guy in his denim jumpsuit is carrying her. I've been waiting for it. I and- also just love that a part of this watching this show is like just like we get to be like detectives now solving the puzzle. We've like, oh yeah, that was that Instagram post we all liked. Oh, when Miranda and Carrie were in the hospital, I was like, it was oh, like, that's- oh, so Big wasn't dead then, right? I've been like trying to figure it out. It's, like, just so fun to piece it together. I thought, actually, oh, I'm so tired of seeing these images. Like, it's gonna not going to feel fresh when we get to it. And yet now I'm, like, every time they post something we've seen, I'm, like, ah, yes, okay, 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 okay. And it's better <laughs> than I could have I ever could have thought it was going to be. And Carrie, high on pain meds. Eating just a big-ass baguette. I was just giggling. I was laughing, and then Anthony was like, I'm not carrying your ass up the stairs. It's going to be, I can see the, like, BuzzFeed. Carrie Bradshaw is all of us. (laughs) I am eating a baguette. Carrie Bradshaw is a whole mood. Yeah, I did tweet that. (laughs) <laughs> this morning um i did appreciate that when she sees the hot bread guy there's a nod to like her being attracted to him and it's the first time we're seeing her kind of burgeoning sexuality sensuality yeah. her attempting to come out of the fog of big and what i do appreciate is again to go back to the first movie we did not see her date for a full ass year it has been two months and she's horny The love of her life is dead. And she's like, you know what? I gotta fuck. And I do think that there's something, you know, not to take it to Roni, death or divorce, which is worse. I would argue, Carrie Bradshaw apparently would say a breakup is worse. It is because like that person's like out living their life out on the streets and you have to like think of them being with someone else. Whereas when he's dead, it's like he can't run your ragged anymore. Finally. What did you think of her podcasting through the window? I got so emotional when we saw her through the window, even though she was wearing that hat. I was laughing so hard because it reminded me of us podcasting. Just in our no windows. mic. Did you notice she didn't no have a mic. mic? And the fact well, that's that why at Shay the, came over. But at the studio, they just have a giant mic next to the computer. And I'm like, guys. Brian would not allow us to record that way. No, Brian. He barely likes the audio he gets from us now. Yeah, he would be like, "Absolutely not. We're not. Then we're not, not uploading today. <laughs> yeah. You guys can't get it together. Get if out of the fucking window. If you can't turn on a fucking mic, she's sitting yeah. near a window, which we have learned you're not supposed to do. No, dear listeners, both her. Sam and I for the first twenty episodes of this podcast weren't just sitting in. We were basically like out the window. Yeah, <laughs> it was bad. Chris wasn't talking into the mic still not in some ways i didn't have my headphones plugged in properly <laughs> we it was we a, have been dragged wild, left wild and west. right so we know how a podcast should look and it's not supposed to look like that no, i did appreciate not. the kind of carrie bradshaw-ness of because she needs to be seen only from the top up and she's a little high on drugs she just threw on this hat i loved it a goofy, goofy and girl. we get Something that made me instantly emotional. She told the (gasps) diaphragm story. I know. When she said, my friend, Samantha Jones. I remember this time that my friend, Samantha Jones, even pulled my diaphragm out with her bare hand. Because it got stuck. (laughs) (laughs) Boundaries, Carrie. And I'm saying it was really stuck. Like, she was up in there for, like, a minute. A, I love the fact that Samantha Jones is one of those people who you say her whole name. 
Yeah, of course. Chadias. Chadia, which Jones. I'd love to see those two power. Harry around. Hamlin. I mean, could you imagine Chay Diaz and Samantha Jones in a scene? Woof. I now I need it. Crackling. And I love that Charlotte later refers to it as the diaphragm story. This idea that they, it's something that they as a group recall and remember and yeah. have the fondness of it that we would. Yeah. Um so I just I love the idea of shared history, but it is a bit interesting to note, right, that what Charlotte is basically saying, should you be talking about her publicly, like you write about us, but you two aren't friends anymore? Mm-hmm. Like you need right. to now, like you need to have some protectiveness of her this personal person. life in a way right. that you've never given us before. But now right. that you guys aren't friends, you need to like call her. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I like that she was like, I read the Daily Mail. Like it doesn't matter, Carrie, that you're in a Which I don't country. believe. Charlotte does not read the Daily Mail. A oh, clearly I conservative. No, she gets her gossip there. No, I don't think Charlotte really reads celebrity. No, Miranda absolutely reads the Daily Mail. That shit is like Miranda bookmarked. Miranda has TMZ alerts, okay? Like, but like Charlotte is not reading the Daily Mail with Pierce Morgan and Meghan McCain. That but clearly I like that she's read- basically like letting Carrie know like this isn't 1999 anymore. Like just because she's in a different country doesn't mean that <laughs> she, she's, Carrie's she like, can't uh, She's get in London. She can't get the internet. This is the Carrie who like thought someone signing on IM could see her. Right, like she's clueless, and Charlotte's I also like, Girl. this is also kind of funny to me, just like in terms of like a basic misunderstanding of how podcasting work. Although it does seem you made this mistake thinking about this podcast last week. This idea that she said it on the podcast, it is not instantly uploaded. Oh no! When <laughs> Carrie's like, "Well, they're like, it's out there. There's nothing we can do about it." It's like, well, you could call them and say, "Hey, please remove this story." Yeah, but Che loved that story. <laughs> I know, but it's like it's you, not going anywhere. But I think that the show is presuming that podcasts are like just live radio shows. That's true. <laughs> There's just a basic misunder. Which, by the way, just make it a radio show then. Right. Put it on serious. But it's just a like basic misunderstanding of what a podcast is from right. like all these writers, it's and like, we would know. Well, you did say last week, well, we can just record and put it up. I'm like, I think a lot happens <laughs> between us chatting like two maniacs. Yeah. There's, a, there's you know, all of King Brian he does to make this show happen. King Brian. One thing I did want to also say is that Carrie earlier in the episode makes a Friends reference, and it's so specific and on the nose where she says, this is like an episode of Friends, the one where you helped your friend to the bathroom. It's like, that is... Not a Sex in the City joke to me. That's a bad Gilmore Girls joke. Wow. I didn't even catch that. Yeah, because Sex in the City and something Michael Patrick King actually talked about a lot, I remember during the original run of the show, is that they don't make a f- lot of contemporary references in yeah. the show and, in fact, tend to remove things that would date the show. And one of the things that always sticks out to me, there's one scene where Carrie and I think Miranda are walking and behind them is an American Pie 2 poster. And they really tried hard to get the poster removed because it was like, well, this dates this to this particular summer that this movie came out. And so it's like, it was just strange to listen to Carrie mention Friends, which Mm -hmm. makes complete sense. I mean, that was a show that was airing while she was in her it i'm not saying carrie wouldn't watch friends no in fact of the four of them it seems like she would love friends a lot of puns oh i feel like charlotte would love friends oh charlotte's she's got like a friends t-shirt for sure oh yeah she does she's definitely got thoughts on whether they were on a break yeah exactly but 
but it was just a strange reference. It didn't feel like a it didn't feel like a Sex in the City joke, but maybe it's an just like that joke. Yeah, it's a whole different world. But I loved I loved that after seeing Miranda and Che, that's what pings her to call Samantha because or text Samantha because I think that would be the person she would reach out to if Samantha was in her life. Oh, 100%. And I think like, it's uh, meant to harken back to like, oh, I once walked in on you blowing someone. Now I'm listening yeah. to Miranda get fingered. Like, <laughs> not only listen, she would. Oh, she watch. saw it. <laughs> she saw it. I would genuinely never recover. I and I liked the Samantha music. I like, was just about to say that I think it is. it was a lovely, beautiful choice to have mm-hmm. the music from the first movie that plays during her mini montages in California. Um, yes. The eating chips, the guacamole, the getting the dog. It's that bouncy Samantha Sex in the City music. Um, and I love that the idea that by having Samantha enter the show via texting, it completes the foursome so mm-hmm. that the show can be Sex in the City again. So you're hearing the music because they're in contact with each other. Yeah. And I just, it made me, in, even though it's and- bouncy music, I was crying. <laughs> No, I was too. I was totally crying because it was like Samantha Jones was like there. And I I hope. And it was one of her proudest moments. I actually really <laughs> hope that Kim Cattrall watches this. I don't. It is and like, sees the care that they are taking with the character. Yes. I was thinking the exact same thing, Chris. I got emotional because I was like, I want Kim Cattrall to like get over this. Do you think like, there's a world where in the finale we hear honey. Kim Cattrall comes back. I will shit myself. You don't understand. I mean, it'll never happen, but I would truly shit my pants. I thought, like, she was going to space. Remember that? We both did. Yeah. You say you, 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 I appreciate that you ascribe that story to yourself mostly, but you sent it to me and I was like, well, that's it. Kim Cattrall's going to space. (laughs) But I just hope that she really sees this and, like, like you said, sees the care that they put into this, leaving the door open for her to come back. Like, I want there to be like mediation. And I'm not I saying want there to I want her something. back full time because I don't want, I don't, I mean, obviously, I, I, do. I do. Of course, I do. I do. Of course, I do. But if she I would need, just give I us a, a scene. 64 year old Samantha Jones blowing some guy in a doorway. If she would like, give us a scene, I would be so happy. Like, I, I get that she might not want to come back full time. But if she would just give us a, like, like Samantha walks into the coffee shop like Carrie did in the first finale. You would be really cute. Just a scene. As if, like... And honestly, just Photoshop Sarah Jessica Parker in if you need to. Like, honestly, I would not care if she didn't want to be on set with Sarah Jessica. Just CG. I watched a Marvel movie where they de-aged Michael Douglas to look about 15. Yeah. Then we can get Samantha Jones in this show. What were you going to say? I thought it'd be really cute because remember how it ended where Carrie got the phone call from John James Preston and like that's how we learned. <gasps> if it. we end with a well, that could that could happen because that doesn't take any of Kim Cattrall's showing up. That's true. <laughs> and maybe they could ADR her. They could like ADR her lines. I mean, they basically have a lot of Kim Cattrall saying a lot, and they own that footage. Yeah. So they could just add in a "Honey, I yeah. love you, Carrie." <laughs> Or like, I miss you or something. And then Carrie did tell her that she missed her and she did not respond. Well, I thought I wanted them to cut to one of my favorite Samantha Jones lines. I wanted her to text her back. Oh, I'm going to miss you, you cunt. Oh, I'm going to miss you, you cunt. I would have loved it. Or just maybe miss her. Just maybe text her cunt. 
She's been missed for sure, like throughout and just like that. Like I definitely miss her presence, but this like really made me miss her. And I just think it's such, I completely, what I love about it is, is that we're telling a complicated friendship breakup story where there is still love there. And I think it tracks with the Samantha Jones we know that she'd be able to give you the jokes. But once you say miss you, that's like, you're getting, you're, you're, you're trying to take me to a place I don't want to go. I'm not comfortable. Yeah, I definitely, God, I just like, I just love her. It was great. It was so good. So we see a great scene to end kind of the episode between Carrie and Charlotte that I really, really loved. We talked about it earlier in terms of kind of their, at least for right now, mended rift that we felt the bad energy the last four episodes. They're so kind to one another. But then a man bounces into our life named Travis. Now, I don't like a man named Travis, except a dear friend, Travis. So I love if he's listening. I don't (laughs) think he is, but I do love you, Travis. And Travis is hot. I'm speechless. Like, he walks in, and I'm just like, oh, my God. And then you see Carrie, like, into it. Oh, Carrie was wet. Oh, she was legs to the wall. (laughs) For Travis. She was like she's me like, when I saw the love pocket. interest on the Sex Lives of College Girls. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I'll pay out of pocket for this guy. Yeah. I do love that he looks at her like, I don't think anything's going to go because Travis seemed genuinely disgusted by her when she only wanted to wear heels. He was like, really, bitch? He's like, that's what you want out of this? But he was disgusted, but I like that she was like flirting and like had this feeling of like being attracted to another guy. There are two, and she also at one point says, there are several moments where Sarah Jessica Parker leans more into the cutesiness of Carrie. Yeah. In this episode, which I really liked, I also thought Jillian Robespierre did a good job of getting in those moments and reaction shots when people say like silly things or weird things. It'll cut to Carrie's face, which as I rewatch, as we've been rewatching the show, they eke a lot of comedy in the original series from Carrie reaction shots. And I'm not sure we've gotten those in the first four episodes. So I loved having them back here. This show felt, this episode felt more sex in the city to me. And however, we get, we're not going to see any of Travis really probably because we have a bit of a time jump. Yeah. And just like that, she's back in heels. I screamed. I screamed. I screamed like, okay, so I've seen many Marvel movies recently. Like, I saw oh. that fucking new Spider-Man. And when I tell you, Tobey Maguire, like, popped out of a hole at one point, And people stood. Spoiler. Well, guys, Spoiler I don't think alert. anyone listening to this podcast gives a flying fuck about Spider-Man. There's, there's quite a... There's quite a oh, there's, there's some overlap? Crossover. Yeah, there is. I think I might be the one person in the Venn diagram of Marvel and Sarah Jessica Parker Sex content. <laughs> I'm like, um, I will be watching The Family Stone and then Avengers Endgame. <laughs> I do that, too. I love getting high on edibles and watching Marvel. It's so dumb, Marvel. It's one of my favorite but things. I will tell you, people stood when Tobey Maguire walked up and clapped like we were in a Broadway play. That is how I felt when she said, and just like that, wearing heels. When, when it cut to her that in that tan, fucking dress. In that, no, Chris. When they got that tan, muscular foot and leg. In that fucking sequined I stood. dress. I couldn't believe my eyes. I screamed. And then her look in the apartment, I was like, I have chills right now. I had the I fucking chills. chills. I had the fucking chills. So I just thought that was a brilliant ending to the episode. I, As great as I thought the ending to the first episode was, because it was so sad and yeah. moving and touching... 
and I was crying. This one felt like we're back, baby. Oh, <laughs> this episode I felt... felt like I think what people wanted from the first one. A hundred percent. I couldn't. I like. I it rewound made me it. feel so good. I did too. I was and like, I need HBO to hear, Max. and just like that, we're back in heels. I was like, yes, we are. HBO Max is such fucking trash. And like it takes forever to like reload. To HBO rewind. Max is truly the worst app with But the- has the best shows. <laughs> like, I'm like the only app you need to be on is HBO Max. It does not work. No. Does not load. But if you can get it to work, you're gonna see some good stuff on there. Yeah. If you can get it to buffer, you're good. It's so good. What did you think Ugh. of the fashion in this episode? I mean, I loved Charlotte's looks, actually. That yellow, uh, pussy bow type of shirt with her white pants I thought was so fucking gorge at the parent teacher conference and then I I mean of course my favorite is the end dress the, the end dress the heels the heels the tan the gorgeous hair. stunning never to be repeated She's back, baby. I mean she got over Big's death in about six months I think we're at five ah because so I we mean, were at two months and yeah. then I think we cut to three so yeah five again one year for a jilt death She's back on the town. She's ready to go. She's ready to get her pussy popping. Hey, step your pussy up. Step they told your pussy her. up. Yeah. And get get is. your socials up. Step your pussy up. <laughs> yeah. I think we're both going to... Well, no, I actually don't think we're going to agree on which man. Oh, who's your man? Vikesh Patel. Oh, I mean... Ahadi and Sam, I'm telling you what he did to me in company. I was like, all, my, I was already like, this man... And then for him to pop up on this, I was like, woo! He is so beautiful. I need him to be on, like... I think he's going to be in the next episode. I need him to be on Sex with College Girls. Like, I need to figure that out somehow. I don't know. I just want him him more places. I I would love to see him on that show. I'd love to see him and Adam Pally in season two. I would would throw down... I would throw myself down the stairs to break a hip. Do you think the dip would let us do a Sex Lives of College Girls podcast? (laughs) We can ask. We'll be pitching that. Throwing it out there. Kate, we'll be pitching. Lindsay? If you're listening, girls. <laughs> and they're not. They're not. They're like, fuck you guys. They're like, we listen to um, the top to make sure you two haven't said anything offensive. Yeah. Not. Oh, God. Oh, the notes I got one day with you and I. Oh, <laughs> it was a tough day. Was like, We've gotten some tough notes. <laughs> tough notes. Um, but is your man Travis? Oh, absolutely. He was like. I was. I mean, for me, it would go Vikesh Patel, hot bread guy, and then Travis. Really? I thought we didn't get enough time. We didn't get enough time with Travis. I got. I got the perfect amount. All right. I would like more. All right. Well, let's do our next segment. I couldn't help but wonder what's going to happen next. I think. I mean, the next episode is called Diwali, so I think we're going to spend some time with Seema in a more meaningful way the next episode. I can't imagine why else we would be celebrating Diwali. Oh, my God. And then I would like you her to go. Of... You, well, I've seen the photo of yeah. Carrie. Now, what yeah. I remember from that photo most is I believe she's with the guy we don't like in that outfit. I recall. But I'd love to see her spend some time with Vikesh at the party. Oh. Just some I light flirting. Love. Just some, like, Although innocent. I'm sure he's married to, like, a gorgeous gal. Oh, she's probably so beautiful. Although he mentioned his dating life during that Seema would have oh. been talking about his dating life, which seems like he might still be single. Yeah. Um, and then, honestly, I would rather us move a 
bit quickly with the dissolution of the Brady Hobbs marriage. I'm not 100% sure I want to, like, spend the next four episodes dealing with it. I'd like to wrap that up the next one. Mm -hmm. Then see Miranda out and about. I know we're building towards Miranda dyeing her hair and us having a red moment. Because towards the end of filming, we saw Cynthia Nixon sporting the classic red hair. Um, But I, I would like to see... I would also... I would really enjoy a scene maybe with Charlotte and Che, like having a talk about like rock and that. I feel and like I'm that sure we really will. Nice. You know, Charlotte's I, not afraid to farm out and get some, get some. Oh um, no, she's like, I need resources. Yeah, resources. <laughs> I, we need to go to therapy. We need to figure things out. So we've got four more episodes. And before we wrap up, the only thing I want to ask you is where the hell do you think if they do fit in? We see Berger and Aiden in the next four episodes. I've been wondering that. First of all, I don't think we're getting Berger. And I bet I've actually heard Aiden. more people say Berger is in it than Aiden. Really? There was the actual reports that Ber- that Aiden was going to be in it, but then we saw no onset photos. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if that is because they're trying to keep whatever they're up to secret. And so it's shot indoors rather than on the street. But I've heard many people say they've heard Berger's in this. I would be. I'd love to see him because I just rewatched his arc and, ooh, baby, Ron Livingston, he gets me good. I know people don't like Burger. I love him. I love that arc. Okay. I think what you're confusing, the look you're giving me, is is that you find Burger distasteful because of the post it and the insecurity and the lack of money. And look, I don't love those things. <laughs> those what- things. Sound terrible. What I'm saying is is that I think he is a compelling love interest for Carrie. I enjoy watching her date someone who is her equal. Whereas big as this That's her equal? In terms of his career and He's a flop. Yes, but Carrie had been a flop for like this. We saw her and she's flopping now. Carrie was no, Carrie's not <laughs> flopping. Carrie's not flopping. She's on a podcast like us. <laughs> yeah, but she's got money, honey. Okay, yeah, she's got money. She said, from I'm paying out a pocket for husband. Travis. Yeah, she's like, I don't give a fuck. I like seeing Carrie not struggle with money. <laughs> Makes me feel good. <laughs> I actually want, well, so you, I would love us to come back and in just like that season two, and she spent it all. <laughs> Miranda's like, what the fuck? You blew through $40 million? Yeah. And Carrie's like, I don't know what happened. <laughs> Simpler. It would just be like me, like, I got it. And then next day I checked, shit was gone and a lot of packages arrived. Yeah. Um, but I would I would like to see Berger because I do think I think he's an interesting character because he is on the level of Carrie. Big is this man who's meant to be this larger than life character and dream. Berger's for her. an everyman. He's an everyman. And in the way that Carrie is supposed to be like the every woman, the one who we're supposed to relate to. He and he's the more normal guy. We've all dated burgers, which is why I think he's so triggering to the audience. <laughs> everyone's Me like specifically, yeah. Everyone's like, I've never been with a man like Big, and Aiden is just like a big, like fucking Paul Bunyan dum dum. Burger <laughs> is like this regular dude who I just love his energy, the way Ron Livingston performs, and I just like to see them like at a writer's workshop or something, just palling around, Ugh, doing their Hollywood kiss that's so upsetting. Ugh. I know. And Miranda's like, you need a bit. And cause, so where pathetic. do you see Aiden coming in? I don't know. I really don't know. The I hope only like, thing, she and runs I think into I him somewhere. This and, um, I hope he runs into her and she's smoking. <laughs> in that way, in that crazy outfit. <laughs> that craziest outfit. He's like, oh boy. Dodged a bullet. <laughs> Dodged a <laughs> That would be bullet. great if we just saw like Aiden turn the corner, see her and like, ugh, and Ugh. make the Nina Katz face and run. 
Oh, that would be good. But the one thing I would say, and I think I text you this, is that it would be an interesting way for them to use Aiden, not through Carrie, but through Steve. If yeah. the, if Miranda and Steve's relationship bust up, we know they're good friends. What if he went to have like lunch with Steve? And are their kids like roughly the same age? Yes, like they would have kids of the same. There is a world in which Miranda sees Aiden on a regular basis. That we know of, yeah. Yeah. Like, like, as, right. So I think that, or even if like Steve is moving out his boxes and there's Aiden helping him, trying to fix the ball cock again as he's emotionally devastated. <laughs> what would you give this out of 10? A 10. It's a 10. It's a 10. It's a 10. It's, it's a 10. This to me, guys, I don't know if this is going to be shocking. I would put this up there with the best of the Sex and the City content. I, I agree. loved this episode. Myself. It came out at 3 a.m. I've already seen it three times. It's a hit. It's a hit. Fucking so good. I felt so good about this because, like, I've been seeing some not so nice things about this show online. And I just, I want people to get their eyes on this episode. And I swear to God, guys, if you people message me that you didn't like this episode, you keep it to yourselves. If you have anything to say about that ending, that you didn't like it. It was beautiful. Block me. I'll block you. All right. Thank you so much for listening. We will be back next week to discuss episode six of In Just Like That, Duvali. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review shortcomings wherever you listen to podcasts. And check out the other podcasts from The Dip, TV Watch Repeat, Pop Chaser, But Now We Said It, and of course, Hot Off The Mess. And follow us online. I'm at clewis1219 on Instagram. Sam, where are you? I'm at Brava Historian on Instagram. I'm at Take Your Zoloft on Twitter. And of course, like, please rate and review this podcast. And you can do that now on Spotify. <laughs> you can. <laughs> All right, guys. Happy New Year. Bye. Bye. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Oh, we could, we could fly. This is your summer. That means Six Flags in the taste of an ice cold Coca-Cola. We're talking thrilling coasters, amazing animal attractions, and this... Coke is summer refreshment, so you can hop on another ride. Like the all-new Sidewinder Safari. Six Flags and Coca-Cola. Come make it yours. Visit SixFlags.com slash Coke to save up to $20 off passes or daily tickets starting at $39.99.